your smile Now the sunshine brings the light Fill me out with a flame I will let you in this game All right, so I thought we would start talking about each of the events separately, and then we can perhaps do some comparisons and comments on what you thought, uh, the pros and cons of each format, and comparing one with the other. I think that would be very helpful for writers who are considering doing one of these or both of these, provide them some insight. So let's start with CVR. Like I said, I participated in the one last year. There were no brackets, no races uh, leading up to the event. It was uh, more of a by invitation type event. So that changed quite a bit. So let's start there, the format for the overall qualifications. You had to race every week for how many weeks? Eight? Well. Only six out of the eight count. Okay. And then you would start, you had the option to race at a time that was most convenient for you. So you choose a zone, if you will. There are, I think, seven or eight zones. And you could choose a zone to race in, but you had to stick to that zone for the duration of the league. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. That's what kept me from doing it. Not having the flexibility to change around? Yep. So, how was the... Uh, well, first of all, before we get even to the length of the races, how was the field? How many racers were there typically um, in a given week? Depends on the zone. So in your zones? Well, zone C, zone C is pretty well populated. D and E are highly populated because they align with like Euro evening and um, Asia evening. But like zone H, there might be 40 racers in the race. Wow. Were there any yeah, zones so canceled? For the women, I think it was a little different, right, Cheryl? Yeah. Um, all the zones were open last season, even though some of them only had one woman racing. This year, or this season, they're doing it differently. So now that we're past week three, any zone that hasn't had an average of eight women will be closed down. So what happens then? So let's say you're, you've been racing a zone that closed down. What happens to your points? Uh, you lose all the points that you've already gotten, and you can switch to a new zone, but at this point, there's only five weeks left, so you won't hit that minimum six to get maximum points. I see. That's pretty dumb. That's tough, because... Well, so... So that's the current situation, then. Are you racing this time around, Cheryl? I am. Um, I was zone E last time, which is the biggest zone... For both men and women and this time I saw zone F was in danger of closing um, so I actually switched to that zone and forfeited my zone E points to try and keep zone F open yeah 
Yeah, and I I know that there was a lot of um, conversation amongst the racers on the women's side anyway to try to keep a zone open to have enough people because that's I think that's a new rule then this time around like you said you know before there were the, all zones were open and before meaning the winter season was the first season that CVR implemented these new rules and so it was a little bit of a trial and then this time around I think there's a rule that if you have it'll have a minimum of eight the zone will close right I guess at this point the week that we're in because the uh spring season started the zones are already set up yep and uh tomorrow will be week four. Oh wow it's going by fast <laughs> yeah so but let's go back then and talk about the uh the races themselves leading up um i know there was also some confusion in terms of how you would accumulate points and qualify for the live event um Tell me a bit about that experience in terms of how the rules were fluid being that first season in the winter for CVR. Well, the rules are always changing. So first season, at first it was all eight races. Then they decided to go with six best or they had an option like half and half, three out of four, three out of four. This season they're getting super picky on streaming. So you'll get points deducted if you don't have the right bitrate stream. Oh, so so, so wait, wait. Tell, tell me about, about the streaming again. So it was before you got five points if you streamed, right? Yeah, just if you streamed. It didn't matter if it was you. It didn't matter the quality. Or just the game, yeah. Okay. This season, there's a whole graded scale based on what's streamed and the quality. Ah. And then, so you, if you meet those criteria, then you still get, then you get the same five points? You get five points. If not, you get deducted based on whatever you're not following for their template. Only from the five points, correct? Correct. You can end up with four or I two. See. Okay. But not minus one from it. No, no, there's no, pen, no penalties. Gotcha. Okay, so so what did you do then in the uh, winter season? Did you stream? Oh yeah. Anyone the only else? issue yeah. then is they're uh, very anti-alias, so you must compete with your true name, which baffles my mind, but it is what it is. Uh, ah. The reason for that is to be able to validate mm. the results across thousands of people in a timely manner, and they really can't go through and find, okay, this person's racing under this fake name, but this is their name they registered for CVR on, so. Yes, but if you register under CVR, they should be able to pull it through. Everything they do, you register the exact same way. It's a pretty sad excuse from the community just for feedback. Okay, I did but hear you can't submit feedback. a form to the IRS with a fake name on it. Uh, it's an IRS. Yeah, so I uh, I heard some feedback on that too. Uh, people wanting to use the same alias that they use in game, um, and then how about the length of the races? I you know from my perspective, okay, when I looked at the brackets and the 
in the races. I was a little bit worried that they were a little long for um, fitting those into my training. So I think the races were about an hour and a half long. Is that right? Depends on the course. Uh, some can be as short as 48 minutes. Some are an hour and a half. So there was a good variation, of course. So did it change every week? Was it flat? a mix of flat hills? Climbing? It is severely biased towards climbing, but that is what it is. Okay. So that's probably a reaction to Kiss being a crit race. To try and offer something different. Oh, that's, that's possible. But, I mean, out of eight events, two might be flat. Okay, so there was variety, but I guess if you were to look at the, all the races, there was more hilly races than flat races for CVR. Okay, so then, um, just out of curiosity, racing at least once a week then for CVR, some people were racing for CVR and E-Crit. So those are like two days a week for eight weeks at least. How did you manage that with training? How was that? Do, that, do you do training in terms of do you have a training program that you follow? Or are you self-trained? And just curious on, on that. Any comments in that regard? I only raced CVR. Yeah, this might be the wrong demographic group that would actually race both, Taya. I'm thinking that's time-wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, so then... Some people, some people, sorry, Taya, some people who are, um, you know, really, you know, race-focused riders, stronger riders, not necessarily stronger, but the ones who are just constantly doing racing in their big end of their season, they might be able to do both in a week, no problem, but, you know, you're talking to the folks who are the pro one-two levels because they do that anyways, but for us mere mortals, I, I don't know how people can do it and sustain and maintain as well as train. No, I would venture yeah. it's they're, they're racing to train, and that's about it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's uh, depending on the time of the year, too. I mean, think about doing all of a lot of racing back-to-back -back in the winter. If it's winter for you, then um, that might be hard come outdoor season because you've been just burning a lot of your, uh, let's say, you know, just training hard for months and months without a uh, periodization in your training and a break. But that's a different topic. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but I bring that up just because... I heard a lot of people saying I'm out because it's just the wrong time of the year for me in terms of training. I did, I did receive that feedback. Okay, so um, how about the live event? So I, I went to the live event last year. And like I said, it was different in terms of how people got selected. 
but wanted to hear about logistics. So the location for CVR changes all the time, meaning each event is in a different location, might be a different country even. The one I went to was in Paris. This last one was in LA. How was, uh, let's start with the venue. How was the venue? It was the velodrome, obviously. Um, what did you think of the venue? I thought the venue was good for LA. Um, we had a lot of space. Uh, the temperature seemed okay. It wasn't excessively hot in there or anything. So I liked it. I did hear that the London CVR event was super hot. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the Paris Velodrome was okay, too. Uh, I wouldn't... Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, they had to keep the Velodrome at a temperature of about 70 because of the uh, the wood and preserving the wood, etc. So there's certain temperature and humidity that needs to be maintained. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's a pretty cool temperature for riding. Yeah, it's not too bad. The, uh, the other thing about the live event was the uh, setup, having the riders one behind the other in a line. So I think there's advantages and disadvantages to that, right? One advantage might be you don't have anyone next to you, any of the other racers next to you, taking a peek at how you're feeling or, or reading your body language and figuring out that maybe you're suffering um, or not. That's one, t one point. The other one, no one can see your screen to see if you have a power up. Um, any other comments on that setup? Yeah, it's interesting. They don't want to screen. They're pretty much anti-power up in CVR. So showing screens wouldn't be that big of a deal. The, the only thing is, I, I look at that as you go on one behind each other. You're, you're basically putting a, people at a big disadvantage if they're up front. And I know you can say, oh, that happens in real race. But in a real race, you can slide to the back and see and look around. You know, or if you're horizontally across, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you, everyone, it's it's fair that way everyone can see how everyone else is doing. Sure, you can't see the person far away from you as well as you can next to you, but, I mean, that's racing. You look at each other's face, you're playing poker, you know, seeing who's suffering, seeing who's not. You attack when you think other people are hurting. They attack you when they think you're hurting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the CBR TV screens were so big that you could not see the people in front of you without having to uh, stand up and make some sort of a, right. a really awkward effort. Uh, okay. Well, I like to be able to. I like to be able to see the people I'm right, racing against because that's part of the game, in my opinion, part of the cycling game. But I mean, if, if that that at least makes it an even playing field. It's a game. Who cares about even? There should be an advantage <laughs> if you qualify first, or like be a friend yeah. when you you get to be the person who can see other people's places. That, that's true too. That's not a bad idea. But Cheryl just said they have 97-inch TVs in front of you, so you can't see around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were big. I remember. They was the same in Paris. They're huge. Which is nice. But, huge. You know, yeah. <laughs> They're the hugest. Hugest, yeah. 
Big as big as they get. <laughs> the uh, the one I thought disadvantage of having it in the line. Well, I guess you know, for people watching in the venue itself, might be more interesting to see everybody lined up because then you can really see everyone. Otherwise, you're just seeing a screen depending on. You're either, otherwise, if you're side to side, you're either seeing their screen or you're seeing their back um, as a spectator. But if you're watching the venue and everybody's lined up, then you can pretty much see everyone. And the way it's set up in the velodrome, people can walk up to their racers and talk to them. So some of the racers had coaches in there with them. Some of the racers had friends, others had other racers helping them, etc. Um, which can be good. The flip side of that is it can be distracting to the racer. So in my case, when I was doing my event on the second day, my setup, my bike was all the way towards the end of the line. And there was a gathering of people next to me chatting about, I don't know, going out in the city and sightseeing and <laughs> things that were completely unrelated, having this like spectator flat tea time conversation next to me. And I'm like, gosh, I got to concentrate in this race. Um, I should have said, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you know, in retrospect. Um, yeah. But that's a different, that's, that's more of a, you know, I guess it gives the people the chance to be there. Um, you can't control people's behaviors. Well, if you notice this weekend, there were a few racers that had earbuds in. Yes. That's what I would do next time. Even though it's frowned upon. I don't think you're supposed to have it. But yeah. that's what I would do. Our IRS rules, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, then you wouldn't hear the commentary. Sometimes hearing the commentary helps, too. Well, because it, it sounds gives you like the inside. feedback wide on the drum, you can't really do it if it's far away from the speaker anyway. True. Yep. If you're, if you're far from the speaker, you cannot hear the commentary. Yeah, I couldn't hear anything in there. Yeah. All right, and then so still about the live event and CVR. Of course, there's the prize money, and that because there's um, that prize money, all the expenses are on the racers. Uh, you know, you have to pay out of pocket. So, um, at least that's how it was for me. Is that how it was for you, Cheryl? Your travel expenses? Yes. So you pay for your travel. And then how about the bikes? Did you bring your own? Did the uh, I, did CVR provide the bikes? Um, I brought my own because I got to the live event by winning the training camp first. So okay. we rode outside for four days with uh, Peaks Coaching. But other people yeah. rented bikes or some people mm -hmm. shared bikes. So across the men and the women, they would either one person would bring it and they would share it if they were the same size or they would rent one that they could share. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm curious to hear about how it was for the Ecrit on that, but we'll get to it. Um, and I see that Kim is on. Yay, Kim! We're, we'll get to we'll get to Ecrits, and so. All right. Um, and then two race days back to back on the live event. What are your thoughts on that? Good, bad, indifferent. Uh, that was rough. Yeah. And so, especially the, the way they had it laid out. So I was in the last heat on day one and then an earlier heat on day two. So, you know, it kind of wasn't fair that some people had like a whole day's worth of rest if they had the first heat on day one and other people had like hardly any rest. But that's not abnormal for a lot of sports where the uh, lower folks maybe have to have get less rest, less rest because their expectations. Not saying that you, there's no expectations of your show. I'm just saying that's not uncommon in some sports. No, I know, but like it's like half and half. So half of the lower folks came from the first heat early in the day. Uh, and then, yeah, okay, yeah. that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was hard to have those back to back. Um, yeah, some people got more time in between to recover better. It was it was tough. I if I had my way, <laughs> I would have one one race, not two days back to back. Um, but that's less, I guess, a less entertainment. Um, B. It takes a little bit of the fun out of having yet another layer. So you go through all the league and the brackets, then you make it to the live events, then you have that additional layer of seeing where you're going to fall out. So, um, hey, Matt. Matt is asking for the link for Discord. Um, it should be discord.timodz.com. And so, um, or you can go in the TeamODZ website, and there's uh, um, one of the pages there for the invitation on Discord. Yeah, so having those two races, I guess. But here, here's the story. Oh, and I did it. On Friday... It, mine was Friday, Saturday instead of Saturday, Sunday. On Friday, my race was in the evening, and um, I got second. I came in second, which meant I moved up to the elite bracket for the next day. So then on the next day, I raced the elite bracket, and then I got, I don't know, fifth, sixth, whatever. I wasn't in the podium. But then if I really think about and I was, you know, granted, I decided to go last minute. I had not been training for races back-to-back. So if I were to do it today, I would, it would be different because I'm, I'm training more for back-to-back races. So what happened was I gave my all pretty much on that day one. And even though I came in second, I got no recognition whatsoever just because that was just a, a qualifier, right? 
And then the second day was really the day that counted. So in retrospect, I would have played that one differently. So anything else on CVR? Communication from the organizers? Any other comments there? Uh, the live agents are pretty good. The what, Pat? Like you, you, you can meet the live agents on the website. They get back to you. They're always good about that. Uh-huh. Cheryl, tell us about your experience with uh, coming through the live event um, by doing the training. So you didn't do the races and the brackets to qualify to win and then go to the live event. How did that work out? Was it was it like a, uh, in other words, how, how did, they, did they choose you? Was it a, uh, a draw? What was it? Um, so I was in the league, but I wasn't in the A bracket, which is where they select people for the live event. So I also signed up for the training program, which you paid $79. You got an eight-week training program from Hunter at Peaks Coaching. Huh? And the way they worked that was they split everybody into performance bands based on your, um, your power numbers, and then they pulled at random a performance band that got selected to go to LA and the top eight men in their band and the top eight women in their band were the ones that were selected to go to the camp and the live event or yeah. just the camp yep you went to the you went to the camp and then you were also invited to the live event okay so wait so were they were there eight people from training that went to the live event? I'm doing this math wrong. Um, there were actually, there were seven, well, there were, there were eight women and eight men. Only seven of the women and seven of the men went to the camp. I'm not sure why, but um, so yeah, eight of the eight of the people, eight of the men, eight of the women at the live event came from the training program. Ah, I see. But the training camp was immediately before, so we flew out on Saturday. The camp started on Sunday, so you were at training camp Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then had to do the back-to-back -back races the following weekend. Oh, gotcha. Wow. <laughs> Which was a lot there. because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, were you tired? I would be exhausted. Um, well, I wasn't as tired as everyone else because I got taken out in a bad crash on day one. Oh, no. Yeah, so one of the... He was actually oh, I remember like a, that now. I remember that yeah. now. I remember you had like a he's big a bruise on your leg. Racer. Yeah, he's a huh? high-level racer, and it was just one of, those, one of those things. He hit a pine cone and lost control, came down on top of me, and <laughs> oh, we no. spent our day in the ER, so... Oh, that's hard. That's so unfortunate there. Okay, so... Um, and this time around, are you doing the training too or just the league? I'm just in the league this time um, because the training was going to start up the day, the day we came back from L.A. And, you know, with no rest. And that, that's just too much for me. Sure. 
yeah, that's that's wise. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be going nonstop, and yeah, that's just not. I'm not gonna wear my my coach hat right now, but yeah, good good choice. Um, so let's move on to the ecrit for a moment here, and. Um, so very different way of qualifying for the live event for that one. Some might say a more straightforward way to qualify. You had 10 races. Um, your, I guess, best eight out of 10 are the ones that count. And uh, instead of the points and the system that you saw in CVR, how was that one determined? It was just by number of wins? Like you came in first, second, third? Can anyone speak to that? This may not be the demographics for Ecrit either. Yep. So, well, how about the comments as to why, let's say, our folks here who did CVR, why did you do Ecrit? Is that because you, you had to pick one? Or was anything had to do with how it was set up? timing I didn't even know about ecrit until it was like probably halfway through the season I think one of the drawbacks that I heard was you didn't have any choice of days or times if you're in, in North America or Europe, um, I think it was just one day at a set time. Is that correct? Does anybody remember that? Well, I'm pretty sure it was that way in North America, too. It was just like once a week. Right, on Tuesdays in the evening central time here for me. So, Kara Scott, thank you for your comment. She's saying that on ECRIT, 20 points for first place. 19 points for second, and so on. And it was 7 out of 10. Thank you. And then we have comments, other two comments here on Facebook, going back to CVR saying that they don't agree about the, uh, you know, streaming points. They think it's not fair. Um, some people have computer issues. You know, their computer barely works with Zwift alone. And now not everyone can afford um, to invest in technology to stream. And then the other comment here, I'm in contention for Sweeper in my division, so I didn't stream. Okay, so... Go ahead. You have to remember, it's me sport. It's a game, you know. 
they're trying to make it work from a paying point of view. They need it to be entertaining. So I think with streaming points is fine. If you're going to pay to enter an event, then there shouldn't be points for streaming. But while an event's free, then fair enough. You have to pay for your races outdoors. Right. It's a good point. So going back to um, the e-crit. So straightforward format. 7 out of 10. Once a week. Same time. No zones. No brackets. You qualified the top, I guess, 10 went to the live event. Um, okay, so Amy's saying North America and Europe had once a week on Thursday evenings. And North America had two different races for different time zones. Thanks, Amy. Then the live event. Now, I think that for the eCred, Obviously, not the same prize purse um, as CPR, but then the expenses were all paid, right, by Zwift. Can somebody confirm that? Can you hear me, Taya? I can, Kim. Hey, congratulations, by the way. Amazing, <laughs> amazing race on Saturday. Hey, thanks. So they did pay. It was all expenses paid. We went in a day early. Just three hour time difference so we could acclimate. I was second oldest one there. So I figure I need a little more recovery time than the rest. Uh, so we paid for our hotel Thursday night. Otherwise, um, it was all expense paid. Um, top three got a hammer trainer. So no money for the top three. Um, but they did throw in three cream laps cash um, and the first and second place winner also took the preems and then Jennifer uh, was third I'm not a sprinter so I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to burn matches trying really uh-huh uh, it was more important to be able to finish <laughs> than try and get $150 to me <laughs> so, right. um, so we were yeah. set we were set up shoulder to shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, we were on the third floor of a nightclub. So it was a little hot. Um, and they had little wimpy fans for us. I got a, an industrial fan at home in my spare bedroom. But for, you know, we train in a spare bedroom on the main floor of the house. So people that train in a basement or a garage where it's cold, they suffered a little bit more, I think. Um, right. It was set up great for spectators. So we were shoulder to shoulder. We had maybe a 35 inch TV right in front of us. And then they probably had, you know, 60 inch TVs directly behind us showing the right. same thing so the spectators could see that. Oh, that's cool. So. So totally, they could see the power-ups everybody had. 
they could see. Uh, so I was on the far left side, if you were looking at spectators, which was the spot that I would have picked. Um, we didn't get to pick our spot. They just put us wherever. I could see the girl right next to me. I could see her screen the whole time. Right. Um, and she finished, well, obviously, in the top five. She was an East Coast girl. Um, and then towards that last lap, it was there were three of us together. And my husband's like, her heart rate, her heart rate. But I could see <laughs> that her heart rate was 10 or 12 higher than mine. But you also don't know where somebody maxes out. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I can, that final sprint, I can hit 195 or 198. And at my age, most people aren't going to expect that. <laughs> so, right. uh, but I could tell her heart rate was a lot higher. But she was 35. I'm 51. So, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a difference. So, um, anyway, yeah. there were lots of, lots of dropouts. Lots of dropouts. All throughout the event. That's okay. Because there were, there were dropouts in the European event. And I know that Carrie Conabare got a big dropout, and then she was she was put back in the group. They were able to go in there and fix it and bring her back up. Um, so how how about the uh, the event in for North America? Yeah, the same thing happened to Katrina. Um, she got that power boost back in. Um, they would only do that power boost you back into the group the first two laps. Okay. Once we hit the third lap for the preems, if you got a power drop, it was like, so sorry. So. Well, Amy's saying Katrina had six. Six what? Dropouts, I guess, Amy's? Is, oh, gosh. That's hard. That's a bummer. When you go to an event like that and, and that happens. But, 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 you know, of course no one wants that to happen. Um, Kim, how was how were the uh, the races leading up to the live event? How was the field um, when you were doing the races on, I guess, Thursday evenings? Yeah, I East Coast, I, and on East Coast time, it was 8 o'clock every Thursday night for me which is late for me. I don't like riding that late at night. Um, it was, I mean, it was a tough field. Um, there would, in the beginning, there were maybe 60 that started and then that eventually dropped down. I think by the final race, we might've had 25 that did it. So are these um, women or, or combined? No, just women. Yeah, they, <laughs> they separated us. Okay. After the very first, the very first one that was on October thirty first, I was when we had three zones. I did the central zone. I was the only woman that showed up that day, so basically a solo TT. Yeah. Until the men lapped me, because they started five minutes earlier, and eventually they lapped me. So I jumped in and rode a lap and a half with them. So the next week. They separated the men and the women, so you know they closed they closed the course, basically. <laughs> so gotcha. we couldn't jump on with the men. <laughs> yeah. 
And and um, so Kim, overall, uh, what was your experience? Oh, so the, the expenses were paid, right? They paid for your travel. Yeah. Paid for the yeah the airline ticket, the hotel. Um, picked us up at the airport. Um, paid for the cab to get us back to the airport, and gave us sixty five dollars a day for food. Gotcha. Thanks, for Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, so any, any other comments in terms of your overall experience? Did you like it overall? Do you think you'll be doing it again? I would do eCrit again. I don't know about CDR just because of the whole streaming thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like a bit much for me. It, I think it might be fun to do CDR, but the eCrit was definitely fun. It was fun. And it was really fun to just meet all the people in real life. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best part. I agree. I don't even know if there's going to be another one coming up soon. Was, has there been any announcements? If anyone know? It almost sounds like eCrit's once a year. Amy saying, Amy LeVang saying, tough field. She raced the East also and in the North America, and she would do it again. How about my CVR friends? Would you do it again? Are you doing it again? Uh, Cheryl's doing it again. It's kind of a love hate relationship. I like the competition. The rules are a bit much. How about the the thought of uh, well? Here, here's here's the thing too, I guess for in terms of in terms of location. Um. Oh, one one question for Kim. How about the bikes, Kim? Did you bring your bike? Did they provide the bikes? Uh, I just borrowed. I just borrowed a bike. I didn't want to travel with my bike. Um, I haven't done it before, so I didn't want to risk. I've just heard horror stories about traveling, but then, you know, the um, Zimmerman was picked up at the airport with us. He's like, "I travel eighty thousand miles a year with my bike. I've never had a problem." So I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> but I, I'm like, "It's an hour. It's an hour race. I can ride a different bike." Um, it was SRAM ETAP, so I had to quickly get used to that. Um, but otherwise, it was, I think um, three of us, three of the women used um, loaner bikes from Zwift. Okay. Okay, so you had the option then to use their loaner. Yeah. Well, how about CPR? Hey. If you, if you, go ahead. Hey, Taya, it's Beth. I'm a late call. My dog had a little explosion in her crate, so I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I know how that goes. (laughs) I'm outside with a tennis ball right now um, with her. But um, so I heard some of the comments and um, and uh, you're at the would I do CVR? I did both CVR and the E-Crit and I would I do them both again. Um, You know, it's just fun to 
to race and challenge yourself, and I like them both for different reasons. Um, but it's just, you know, everyone knows I'm so full-on esports, so I'm just excited that everybody is sort of like doing it. You know, like it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a thing, and people are figuring it out and the formats, and so I'm just really excited um, that it's happening. So I think a lot of the, the things are going to change and people are going to learn. Um, but we're really at the beginning of something really exciting. And, um, you know, so I think it's really, really cool with the bikes. I actually rented a bike from a local bike shop for CVR. And, um, that was awesome. <laughs> they just, <laughs> CVR had them delivered. <laughs> they were there. I set it up and then they shipped them back with the, with the bike shop. So it was super convenient. It was like 80 bucks. <laughs> I think that is um, is a good option uh, because if you're traveling to a different country, for example, it's very very hard to bring your bike, right? I mean, I mean you can you bring it with you on the plane, um, but still you don't know exactly how it's going to play out. So having the option to rent a bike is good, and I think that's an improvement from the first CVR in Paris that I did um, because that one. I guess some were rental, some were, we used some of the other people's bikes, you know, people who brought their bikes, they let us uh, borrow that. So that was a little more cumbersome, I think. So I think having the option to rent is an improvement. Yeah, and you um, know that, like, you know, your, your, your relationship to anxiety about the bike you're renting and, it, you know, goes up as the time to the event goes down. You know, that's when I started thinking, yeah. like, what if the bike shop, did, shop didn't maintain the chain and it, like, snaps? And, you know, so all of a sudden all these things start to come into play where things you don't control. And at, at some point you have to sort of let go of that. Um, but I, I, I remembered to bring my own saddle because last time the person's bike I borrowed saddles destroyed me, even though it was just an hour. I, so a tip yes. to everybody, bring your own saddle no matter what the you saddle. do. I had a serious problem with the saddle too. Um, yeah. And so so what, what else? What are some of the other things that if you, if you had the organizers listening to, the, to this, either for E-Crate or CVR, what is it, what's some of the feedback you would want to give them? Things that you would like to see that could, you know, improve the experience for the racers. Well, there's a number of, 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 of variables, right, that, that we're seeing being experimented with. And, you know, it's um, format, multiple days, um, you know, and, and, you know, I've heard of some of the people kind of compare and contrast, like, the, you know, course selection. And, and um, you know, so I think that that, you know, that's like something that you're never going to please somebody. You know, the climbers will want the climbs and the power meshes will want the flats. And, you know, um, and I think that as long as you know what you're training for and you're signing up for, you know, it's like, that's the race, you know what it is. Um, and, um, I, I also heard some people talking about the streaming. I am a streamer. So, you know, so I'm not really a good person to ask about that in terms of, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in that, in that place. I'm comfortably uncomfortable in that place. Um, but I'll tell you, I enjoy the best part about the races are seeing people suffer to me. Like I want to <laughs> see the faces, like I see enough avatars all the time, you know, but when I like tune in and I see, you know, Scotty red faced and, you know, cause we think he's, you know, he's got this like bigger than life, you know, 
just persona and then like you just see him suffering like everyone else and that's compelling right like seeing people suffer is compelling so um you know i i and i love to see that in the league because you know those are the people that are really you see it you see their suffering <laughs> in some twisted yeah. way it's 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 compelling i think that's uh lots of different views on on the streaming part of it um some people just don't like streaming period you know and uh and those who don't i think will just shy away from it because it's just not their thing i think a lot of people are indifferent a lot of people are in the fence and maybe you know you start doing it more and more etc but um yeah i mean there's pros and cons to both um but I agree that overall, the direction that it's going in terms of growing cycling as an esport, it's something very new. Like with everything that's new, there's a lot of experimentation, there's a lot of trial and error. Um, hey Kim, yeah. at the nightclub, where did you hear the? Did you hear the thump of the bass? Were you like literally like? Was there like? Could you, was it like loud? I'm kind of curious, like if it, if it had like a nightclub vibe. No, no, it didn't. And it was, you know, where it was kind of the middle of the day. Uh, there wasn't a oh, lot right. going on down below oh, us. Yeah. Right, right. Timing. So Carol is, is mentioning here on Facebook that she would like to see a simple list of all the dates and courses for the whole series at the start. That way... Going back to that comment that you had, Beth, you know, knowing what you're going to race. And then. Yeah, so much of that depends on Zwift, right? When they release the schedule. So exactly. I think when they release the world. So nobody really can go more than four weeks out until those, until there's a module that an event organizer can say, great, my races are Thursday nights at eight o'clock and I'm going to be able to pick the course I want. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel yeah. like there's gotta be some event module coming for the organizers to be able to select those courses because it really is hard on the racers to not know and not know how right. to prepare. Exactly. So I agree, Carol. Well, this has been very helpful. I learned quite a bit here because again, you know, I know the stories from being part of groups and reading comments on pages, but it's nice to have the actual conversation to ask the questions. Um, how about warm up? Do you guys have enough time to warm up before the races? We did. Uh, we had probably over if we wanted to get on the bike and stay on it we could have had 45 minutes uh which i wasn't going to do that that's way too long for me to warm up um but the interesting thing was everybody wanted to get on and get their power up but they took us off the course and put us in the pen maybe oh. 28 minutes before start time and the majority of us because they logged us out logged us back in and so a lot of us didn't have power-ups to start. But, I, you know, I think the men are more worried about that than the women. I don't know. I don't need a power-up to start a race with the women. Well, we just, I guess, you guarantee a power-up just in case you don't get any. But what are the chances you're going to cross the arch 
five times and not get any, right? <laughs> All right, any There's other it's... comments? So we got to weigh in Friday oh, night. Oh, that's which... the way in, yeah. Everybody was happy about that. We got to weigh in at five o'clock, and then Zwift took us all to dinner at six or thereabouts. So that was, and I thought it was, I ate breakfast and lunch. I just, I'm like, I'm not going to starve. It is what it is. I weigh what I weigh. But I think a lot of them had gone 24 hours or more with no food before weigh in. Don't know if that played into it for some of them. Um, trying to make weight or whatever. <laughs> but it's sick that there are probably four of the guys there that actually weigh less than me. <laughs> so uh, for CVR, there's also the weighing in. So everybody weighs in and, and gets, uh, and you get your height too. So before you get on a trainer, everything is validated. And I guess the trainers are um, calibrated, right? I guess. I guess. What, what were the trainers again? Can we talk about the trainers again? So, Ecrit was what? Neos. We were on. We were on Cyclops here in the states. Cyclops. The but Europe was Neos. Correct. I think. Yeah. And then, how about CVR? The the one that I we did also last year was hammers. Hammers. Yep. How did that? Okay, we had kickers. I think the in Paris. Oh, excellent. I really appreciate all of you coming out, sharing your experiences. Um, thank you so much. We have like about two minutes left. So if you want to say any last words, here's your chance. <laughs> oh, a quick one for Kim. Kim, did you know there was going to be all these like prime... Uh, Laps and all these new curveballs thrown in the day of the event. We so we obviously all watched the European race last week, and we we got an email on Friday before the Europeans raced on Saturday, telling us about the preems and the elimination laps. That was a new thing as well. Yeah. So it was something that you learned a week in advance. But I guess it sounds like the European folks might have learned the night before. <laughs> yes. I mean, I you know, yeah, that's uh, it's tough. I guess you have to come up with your strategy pretty quickly there. <laughs> All right, we're just about done here. So I thanks every I thank everybody again for joining. Thanks, Taya. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see you next week then. Have a great day. Have a great week, everyone. Uh, quick question. Yes. I'm neither coaches. I've been uh, real world competitive and had a domestic or a lead up man with them. How do they feel about them? During the races for CVR and ECRIT? 
Yeah, do you find if you've ridden with one of them, they'll, they're more, they have a positive effect or a negative effect? So the question is whether any of the racers had coaches or driver six on course with them helping them. Yeah, do you think that's... Uh, I don't know if that's allowed. It's uh, a real world. Uh, beneficial effect is, is Lee Riders. I don't know that that's allowed. I don't think that happened for E-Crit, maybe for CVR, because they could... We could not have people within probably 10 or 12 feet of us at ECRIT. Come on. Every oh. lead, every lead rider needs a domestique or a lead out man. Without them, they can't win. Yeah. So in CVR postseason, team tactics definitely came into play because it would just be a head-to-head battle between two people. So, for example, when it wasn't necessarily my race, I would go in and support the other Vixens and work as a domestique for them. All right. We're just about done here. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks. That was fun as always. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. Thanks. Oh, 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 oh,